Hey guys, welcome to Culture Jack here with Dustin and Anthony. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Remember, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, and get your headphones on. You're about to get jacked. All right, guys, so this is a special episode. Special because I'm the only one on it. And uh, Dustin has done his own version of... Uh, this very episode as well so i did get to see avengers endgame the day after or actually two days after it uh smashed into the box office and talking about that real briefly opening weekend has the all-time record which is going to be hard to top at 1.9 billion dollars rivaling or will be rivaling some of the top contenders in the global box office uh, overall uh numbers here relatively soon simply because you've got avatar i think it was like 2.7 billion or something like that is number one i think that uh it may have some stiff competition here as opening weekend it covered most of that ground but this episode isn't about me talking about the box office numbers necessarily but i thought i'd share that anyways because it's kind of a cool thing uh, to, to look at and, and to think about. So thinking about this, Endgame is the culmination of, you know, Kevin Feige, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so much more. 21 films in the making. This is number 22 with predominantly all of the same characters, which to me is an incredible feat by Marvel, by the actors themselves, by the storytellers, the writers, the producers, and everything else. So... Before I dive in into, into Endgame, if you have not seen that, go listen to Dustin's podcast because I'm about to spoil this for you. So let's start spoiling Endgame for you. Like I said, 21 movies in the making. I've seen them all. Uh, I know Dustin has seen all of them except for this one. And I'm sure most of you guys that are listening have seen the bulk, if not all of these movies, more than likely more than once. And it's super exciting to kind of close this big chapter, at least it was for me, because the story is so incredible and I don't know that it would, I don't know how many more movies it could have ran without something as epic as Endgame kind of coming forward. Obviously, we know Infinity War, Thanos snapped, did a big old snap of the fingers and essentially took out half of the population in the world, leaving the Avengers and, uh, well, from what you can see from, I guess, the cinema through the cinematic glasses, obviously a lot of cities and families and characters faded or turned to dust. And obviously Endgame starts off with them planning on seeking their revenge or trying to figure out how to unsnap it. And one well, the opening scene really is Hawkeye, which you did not see in Infinity War, uh, talking with his daughter, and then he turns around. It's actually a pretty pretty dramatic scene, uh, very well done, very well shot. You kind of feel for the guy. And then the Avengers get together. Now, I'm not going to sit here and explain verbatim the movie, simply because if you've seen, seen it already and... You, you already know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, then I'm ruining it for you. And uh, I'll just hit some of the high points so I can truly ruin it for you. So obviously, Hawkeye turns into Ronan. You, you get to see 
Ant-Man come back, you get to see, you know, all, all of the main characters kind of come back together. The original Avengers, you've got Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, you've got Black Widow, you've got Hawkeye turned Ronin, and you have Captain Marvel. You also have some sub, some, some of the sub sub characters uh, throughout as the first attempt to, I guess, unsnap it by going and uh, decapitating Thanos, which was pretty crazy out of the gate there did not work. So they had to go back and well, they had to wait it out essentially because they were trying to figure it out. And then they all pretty much gave up five years goes by and it's time to start thinking about things as Ant-Man reappears because a rat decides to jump on the uh, little remote box there and uh, talk to them about quantum, uh, quantum space travel and all of this other stuff. And then they formulate the plan. Now, Overall, I think the story is incredible how, how they've weaved not only this movie, but so many of the past movies together. But this movie in particular does an incredible job going back into a lot of the old stories because they're, they they obviously are going to collect all the soul stones uh, previous to Thanos's theft job in Infinity War and the previous in, in some of the previous movies. So, so you do get to see some of the old setups and segments and it was pretty I, I thought it was pretty darn cool on how they did that and how they uh, portrayed the theft and how they kind of ran through all of those things so that that's pretty much the uh, I, I guess the opening or or beginning and and really the majority of the uh, story as it is now obviously it's a lot more complex than that simply because a lot of intricacies with going back into time and interacting with yourself you know there's a, a interesting dynamic between numerous characters tony stark and his dad you know captain america and miss carter and a, a couple of other sequences that was like wow this is this is pretty cool um and then essentially they did go get him one interesting thing was nebula who was also helping them to some degree uh, when they were back in time had had uh, was more or less projecting images from the future nebula to the to the past nebula giving a bunch of information to Thanos who then kind of dives in and comes after him now with that being said there was very little warning uh, Gamora is alive obviously because they went into the past which was kind of cool and she actually helps out quite a bit in this video uh you know along with all the other characters talking about the characters real quick though um so that that more or less is the story let me wrap that and then i'll talk about some of the characters so obviously thanos catches on because nebula's projections and then comes down to reach to pretty much cut out the middleman because he knows what he did do and he knows that, hey, these guys are collecting all of these. So now I'm going to interject right now and just take them all from him. Now, altering essentially the future that was in Infinity War dramatically because it essentially expedites that uh, the snap and it changes a lot of things because this is this takes place many years before Infinity War in the sense of time. So it really, really a cool deal. And then obviously... Um, the, there's portals that are open and then you see a bunch of the other cast come in toward the end of the movie. And of course they win at uh, some costs. 
some some pretty high costs. And I'll get back to that. But ultimately, that's pretty much the story. So obviously, the beginning of the movie, they were faced with still some of the turmoil, executed a plan, plan didn't work, sat on it for five years, Scott Lang or Ant-Man comes back, they, they figure out a plan, Tony doesn't want to be a part of it because he has a daughter now joins in and then obviously they, they, they do the rest now character wise let's talk through through this real quick so captain america is is trying to help people in general um because half the population's gone there's not not nearly as much so that's kind of the present captain america you've got tony stark who like i said had a a child with uh, pepper pots there has his little cabin is living life without everything but has everything because of that family so it's kind of a cool different tony stark than from from what you've seen in the past um you've also got hawkeye who turned to ronin who's this pissed off tattooed new haircut dude because his family disappeared with the snap so he's out for vengeance and you've got Black Widow who gets to be reunited with Hawkeye, um, which which was interesting. Uh, I would say that not a lot of character depth with with uh, her. You get more, I feel, out of Hawkeye or Ronan, which I thought was kind of cool. You've got Bruce Banner, um, Mark Ruffalo, who finally we get a culmination of Bruce Banner and the Hulk as the new Hulk. So you get the the brains and the bronze merged together. It's uh, very cool because you get a, in my opinion, you get a natural character, one that isn't all, you know going back and forth um, and begging to be pulled out. So I thought that was very cool, very smart on Marvel's part because then you get a consistency in character. We know the Hulk is strong. You know Bruce Banner's smart, but you had to kind of go back and forth from this like grunting um, monster, the Hulk, and then you had to go back. So he is merged. He looks like Mark Ruffalo or, or Bruce Banner, um, but a really big version. And I, I, I like what they did. I do. Overall, I think that was pretty cool. And one surprise, one, one pretty big surprise was Thor. So Thor pretty much gave up. He's in the new Asgard. And it is hilarious how they portray him. He's overweight. He doesn't really care. Um, he's drinking all the time. Uh, incredible. Mostly because, you know, he gave it 110%. In fact, he's the one that put the put the axe really through, not only through Thanos in Infinity War, but he also returned and ends up decapitating Thanos and losing. And, and when he hit that, after they lost it all, you know, he kind of gave up. He was playing playing some Xbox, drinking some beer, hanging out with his buddies, and that's what that's what he was doing. And, you know, rightfully so. He's a Norse god that uh needed a break, I guess. So that covers the real quick spread. Obviously, Captain Marvel's in this. She's a semi semi short appearance, um, which was good, and and some good comments too. You know, saying, "Hey, you know, there's other universes out there. That's why I wasn't here before. I'm dealing with a lot of other issues out there that I'm trying to help people with. One of the reasons that I wasn't here sooner is because the other worlds don't have." the Avengers, which was cool and very well. I feel like that was very well written because it just showed that that whole world. A couple other interesting things that I enjoyed in this movie was Captain Strange, the comment on they'll be back in five years uh, was legitimate because he knew what was happening um, and a, a lot of other things. Obviously, he had the time stone and with that, 
he was obviously able to tell the, you know, one in 100 million chances or whatever, whatever it was or, or options that could happen. And, and he went with that one. So super cool there. Um, characters talk to you about the story. Now, let me do, uh, I'll explain some of the deaths or talk through my, my, my view on the deaths and, and I guess the continuation and, and, and the end of it, and then give you just a real quick, the way I feel about the movie as a whole. So let's run down the list. Uh, we've got black widow who died to get one of the, to get, uh, I, I want to say the soul stone, but I'm probably messing that up. Uh, her and Ronan went there, got it. That was how they did it. She uh, let go, dies. She's gone forever. Next on the list, you have Tony Stark who died. You know, he he passes on and uh, from the battle. And, you know, it is, it is what it is. I mean, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., uh, incredible career, incredible run. I think he's leaving it on a high note. I think it's also the evolution, the the next step and the next phase and everything else. So, I mean, very well done. Obviously, it's dramatic. You get to see the funeral. You get to see a lot of characters you haven't seen in a while. Very well done. No more Robert Downey Jr., at least at this time. Who knows what the future holds. Next on the list, Captain America. So, Captain America obviously had to go back to return the infinity stones. So time would stay the way it is without massive change and so forth and so on. Goes back in time, comes back as an old man. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to sit there and explain uh, probating what happened, but ultimately he wanted to live a real life. So he, he hung it up, man. And he got with Miss Carter and lived a long, beautiful life and hands his shield over to Anthony Mackie, also known as the Falcon, which was very interesting. We also obviously got to see um, the, a little bit of dialogue between the both of those guys, which was which was appropriate, which was really cool. Um, Thor, which this is funny because there's already a lot of speculation on this. Thor essentially hands over command of Asgard and wants to wants to go explore and kind of kind of do some other things so he is going into space with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy which there is a reference to that and that's the Asgardian in the Galaxy which is actually a comic book so there's a lot of speculation on the next Guardians of the Galaxy which obviously James Gunn would be directing is Asgardians of the Galaxy with Thor I don't know if that'll happen I don't think anybody does but uh the future will tell from there. Bucky's still around doing his thing. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see kind of what happens there. So Captain Marvel doesn't really, it, it doesn't really go really into anything. Obviously, Captain Marvel making the money that that movie made and having the opportunity to help out in this movie. I'm positive there's going to be another Captain Marvel movie just, just because. Why not? So there's that. Um, Scarlet Witch did come back. You've got Spider-Man. Spider-Man's obviously already got his movie coming out and a lot more. So I'm going to leave that there with the characters. Now, a really quick uh, end game, how I feel in, in as a whole. I believe that this was the 
a perfect example of ending an incredible story arc, an incredible 10 year, 10 plus years, um, a lot of great movies. Now, obviously, every one of these movies isn't for me, isn't for you, so forth and so on. But the undeniable thing is 22 movies in the bag, intertwining, telling an epic story um, that a lot of the characters had their own stories that to some degree coincided and vice versa. And it's just an incredible thing. I, I'm glad that I got to see and, and, and uh, watch these movies over the last 10 years at that time in my life, because, you know, 15 years before, before that, when I was a you know kid, 25 years ago, when I was a kid, uh, me, you know, Dustin, both Dustin and I have talked about it and other childhood friends. We loved these cartoons. We loved the comics. And to see these guys come to life, tell such an epic story, be so well directed, to be so well story told and for it to end, um, you know, and obviously not all of them are ending, but for the main to end at this time, the way that it did, I feel like they did an incredible job. My hat's off to them. And I am looking forward to what the next phase that next generation is i'm genuinely excited and i i really really hope that they uh, continue with success and they have a solid plan for the next 10 years in marvel all right guys well that wraps up this episode i do thank you guys for tuning in um check out dustin's podcast he did not see it so you can hear all of his uh, banter um, I haven't listened to it yet. I will be listening to it uh, once it goes live so I can get kind of a fresh uh, a, a fresh catch on, on what he's discussing. He did tell me he will not listen to mine until after he watches uh, Endgame, which is completely fair and understandable because we were both of the mindset of no social media. In fact, so was uh, a lot of other people that we know went anti-social media and didn't want to ruin it for for you or for them or, or, or whoever it may be. So that's a, a good policy, especially with something this big. Again, guys, that's it for this episode. So throw your headphones to the floor. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Culture Jacked. And don't forget, guys, if you like this episode, you like Dustin's episode, you like any of our episodes, and you want to hear more, make sure hit subscribe, share it with your friends, and tune into the next episode.